The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shire. Jason Shear of the Shire. You heard it here first. Shire. We are going full Lord of the Rings tonight. Um, we are going to be talking about Arizona football tonight, but before we begin, we have a message from our sponsor. Our sponsor, Homefield Apparel. Homefield Apparel. Homefieldapparel.com. I should really like those fast ones. Homefieldapparel.com. Enter the code WildcatScoot23, one word, and get 50% off your first order. Wow, that was pretty good. Thank you. But really, uh, if not now, when? Gosh darn it. You gotta get a shirt, guys. College football season, you're in week three. Homefieldapparel.com. Get it done. I don't wear any clothing unless it's home field apparel. That is not true. If my clothes are not clean or I don't have home field apparel to wear, I will literally go out naked. Wow. This is a commitment to the bit. That is my home apparel. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. It's the original home field apparel. So get your home field apparel or Shelly will post pictures of my home field apparel. If you wow. know what I'm saying. I will say I did freshly launder all of our home field shirts this weekend, and they're all ready to go. I don't wear Arizona clothes in Tucson. He doesn't. But when I'm on the streets in other cities and such, I always wear U of A stuff. He does. He has some really cool Arizona shoes as well, which are not home field apparel. I don't want to brag, but those shoes were passed down from a coaching staff, so I have the authentic U of A size 13 basketball shoes that I wear because... I have large feet. You know what they say about large feet? They're annoying as shit. You gotta have big yeah, ass shoes. I have calluses and stuff. Uh, yeah, and you were a soccer player. But we digress. Homefield Apparel, get your stuff. What's the code again, Jason? Wildcat Skew 23. Boom, done. One word, all caps. I love it. Okay. I love you. I love you. We had a, I had a rough day today, so yeah. hopefully... Well, it was so rough, Shelly forgot her age before we went on the podcast. I, we, I didn't know. My birthday's in December, and I couldn't remember how old I was, so that's, in that's argument, promising. She said, I'm 43 and turning 44, and I said, well, you're off three years, but other than that... <laughs> I don't know how old I am. You can't tell everyone how old I am, Jason. But remember, like, that time when I took the whole year thinking that I was turning 40. Yeah, you thought you were 40 and for like, like two years. Yeah, and then finally, I don't remember, it wasn't you, it was someone else random. They're like, sure, you're not 40. And <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch, I'm not. <laughs> oh, it's that time when you just don't care anymore how old you are. No, but, we're old. You know, no, you're old. So we have a daughter in high school, we're old. This is the most depressing podcast, just go. Also, our 10-year-old hates us right now. Is that normal for your 10-year-old daughter to be like completely... 
hating everything and everyone. I'm I'm asking for a friend. That friend is us. That friend is us. We are the friend. Let us know. Anyway, we will talk about more interesting things. Obviously, one of my favorite topics is Arizona football. And we have a roundup from all of the press conferences that happened this week. Yeah, so there's still one more coming on Thursday. But if you haven't figured out the schedule yet, Monday's Jed. Tuesday is Brandon Carroll, Johnny Nansen, and two players. Uh, We'll have articles on the players tomorrow, actually, Wednesday. Uh, But they were Michael Wiley and my guy Justin Flo. Ah, Justin Flo's the best. And then Jed will go again on Thursday. Nice. And then the shears are going to bear down Friday. Bear down Friday. Don't tell. Will you tell everyone where we are? What are you going to be wearing? Shelly will be wearing wool. I'll probably be wearing a Marana shirt because I literally get off work, no, no, run no. home. No, no, no. We got to go incognito. Okay. I'm going to wear my spy outfit. We can do the Michael Luke strategy, which is Jason Shear and I are at Gentle Ben's right now. And then everyone walks up to you and you are surprised and text me and go, I can't believe all these people are coming up to me. It's so Why weird. Why didn't I realize Mike had tweeted that until the I 48th see. person came Also, didn't us. Dave Hickey find you guys? Dave Hickey came up to us. He was with Bill Moose. Yeah, it was fun. I'm always surprised people don't find us more because they know we go to their Mercado frequently. Yeah. Let's just tell everyone everything. We yeah. go to their Mercado every, every Sunday weekend. morning. Sunday every morning. Sunday morning. Sometimes, sometimes Saturday. Right. But every Sunday morning, our thing is we go to their Mercado. We have a cup of coffee at Presta. I like to get my pumpkin empanada, mm-hmm. and we talk about the football game. Yes, we, we do decompress, and we like to watch all the dogs and the kids, and oh my God, we are old. <laughs> Is this what old people do? We sit do? on a bench, and <laughs> pigeons land on us. Oh my God. Anyway, we, we, should probably we can start. still be old in like Arizona football. Okay. Well, <clears> you got to <throat> understand also Arizona athletics covering it ages you. That's like, true. I always like when people go, Jason, you look tired. And it was like three years ago. I was like, yeah, no shit. I got a coach and an FBI investigation. I got football coaching boards. I got, oh my God. I had, side topic again. Sorry, we're digressing. I had a coworker of mine at work who I don't see a lot. She works in a different department. And she came down to see me today. And she's like, you just look so well-breasted. The last time I've seen you a couple of times, you've just been so tired. And I just smiled. And I said, oh, that's so nice. Uh, the reason I looked well-rested is because I wore concealer today. Like, thanks, Vicky, for noticing. Dude, I hope Vicky doesn't listen. <laughs> okay. Nick. Anyway, big uh, what is the injury update coming out of the coaches' press conferences this week? Well, I'm glad you asked, Shelby. It I'm feels like an important ask. question. Uh, it, it's funny. We did it. We got the injury update and all that. We did the press conference, and we're walking out the football building, and uh, we see Raymond Polito. Walking in, and we had been told that on Monday, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, they would know his status based on if he practiced or not. I believe that he is very likely, hint, hint, headed towards playing um, on Saturday. I believe trade on Stukes is probable. Now, it's probably going to be a situation like there's no need to for either guy to get hit on a Tuesday practice, right? But if you're holding them out Wednesday, that's probably an issue. My guess is they have some contact on Wednesday. If, like, by Thursday they're not having contact, then they're not going to play. But I have a feeling they're going to have contact uh, within the next two days. Uh, Dylan Wyatt, Jed Fish had said that he was probable. We'll see on that one. I think that one's a little bit up in the air. Um, Jed did not mention Dalton Johnson as being injured. I know he didn't play 
part of the second half. I believe, hint, hint, he is good uh, to go for Saturday. So they should be, it sounds like based on what the coaches say, they should be healthy on Saturday. Hallelujah. Because uh, we don't want anyone to be Can't out. Can't lose to like, anyone from El Paso. Like Aaron Rodgers or, you know, ruptured Look, I'm going to be honest, guys. My, my wife is very considerate sometimes. <laughs> She has been laughing about this Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and has she'll she'll literally at random times she's laughing right now. <laughs> she'll at random times like we're eating dinner and she just yells out, Karma! And I go, What are you talking about? And then she was just like Aaron Rodgers. It's like, I'm just trying to eat a Caesar salad. I know. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. I might I might continue Shelby, to be not an Aaron Rodgers fan. But uh, we wouldn't wish injury. No, no. I didn't want anyone to get hurt. You Although know, it's Shelby just is hilarious that it was the fourth snap yeah. of the game. By the way, if you haven't heard, the funniest story coming out of the weekend is that bar that was giving out drinks if the uh, if the Jets lost or it was last won night. or whatever. No, they, whatever. And um, everybody decided everybody to put up their tab. And then the Jets won and they all had to pay their ridiculous tabs. So. It's amazing. Anyway, question two. Also karma. You could argue that's Yarmus. karma. Um, Joe Borjan. Played relatively well against Mississippi State. What did the coaches say about his performance and role moving forward? Yeah, so, I mean, look, Borjan's the type of guy where he really put in a lot of work. Like, he wasn't in great shape when he first got to Arizona. Um, and he got his first, that was his first start. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And he actually graded the at the, the fourth best offensive lineman out of the starters, which isn't great, but it's it's not awful. Um, you know, Carroll praised him quite a bit. So did Fish said, um, you know, it, it it took time. Like Carroll said, look, he wasn't ready until until late spring. He's had to develop quite a bit. Um, Jed said that he made a few mistakes in the run game, but generally speaking, played well. Think about it, man. Like even though he's played some football. He his, the first career start he's ever had on the road, Mississippi State, where the communication probably is difficult with the cowbells and all that. Um, he handled himself really well. You know, as for his role, I think he goes back to kind of being that that first guy in the rotation. You know, if someone gets hurt, um, or look, I you know I, I asked Carol. I said, figuring Raymond Polito is healthy, do you? start him off slowly or just put him in and the insinuation was no like he's ready to play like if he's cleared he's going to start and so if that happens you know maybe he struggles they put boards on in there maybe they have him growing pains i don't know what it's going to be but 
Um, Borjan is going to go back to more of that rotational player, but um, it does make you feel comfortable that that should something go wrong at uh, either of the the tackle spots, he's going to be fine. I mean, remember in the opener against NAU, Jordan Morgan didn't play the whole game because of the score and all that. Borjan got 22 snaps, started against Mississippi State. So there's there's a role for him. It's not going to be 50 snaps every game, but there's a role for him, and it, it, it's good to have a guy uh, like Borjan on the roster. With Inspector Gadget. Okay, that was weird. Do the voice. That was a cue for you to do the Dr. Claw. I have people who listen to this podcast at work, and the most comments I've ever had someone say ever was that your Dr. Claw impersonation was amazing. Well, I don't take it out all the time, Sean. I know. I'm just saying. Got to dust it off. Um, here's a great topic I'm very excited to talk your about. Your favorite player? My, my guy, Justin Flo, is one of the most popular guys on the team right now. Do the coaches plan on giving him more snaps? And the answer better be yes. Yeah, so Flo, uh, <laughs> Flo exactly, like I said this at the Mississippi State game, Flo is exactly what we said he was. He's Attack! Gonna, he's going to struggle in coverage, but he's going to get your ass in the run game. <laughs> uh, 12 tackles in 27 plays is insane. Like, I obviously, I don't have access to stats. That's got to be one of the most ridiculous ratios of all time. You're talking every two plays, you got to tackle. Right. And so if you see that and you see when you watch that game and he's so physical and like he loves the contact that you're kind of, it's not even a diss on Daniel Humili. And I, I kind of feel bad because Humili didn't play awful, but he obviously had that really bad missed tackle that cost Arizona in a big way. And, and Nansen even said, Nansen said that had he played that, and I didn't think about this, had he played that like he does in practice, not only would he have made the tackle, they ran that play, they knew that play, he would have had a pick. Like, he's like, Daniel probably should have had an interception on that play, pretty much. Um, or, and at the very least, he should have had the tackle, whole new ball game, whatever. I would be surprised, not shocked, whatever, but I'd be a little surprised if Justin Flo's not the starter on Saturday against UTEP, because... UTEP is another team that is going to want to run the ball at Arizona, and it just makes sense. And I'm not sure it's going to change now on a game-to-game basis, but UTEP's going to want to run more. Stanford's going to want to run more. You need a guy that can make an impact. And, and Daniel Humili is a solid linebacker, but I, he's not, you know, like a difference maker, like a next-level guy. Mm-hmm. Flo, when he gets going, is... He's going to get more snaps. Humili is still going to get snaps, but I, I think that Flo is, is probably in a position uh, to play a, a little bit more or a lot of bit more. We'll find out. I, you know, is he going to go from 24 or 27 snaps to 54 snaps? I don't know, but I could see him in the 35 to 40 range this week. I don't think UTEP also is going to run a lot of plays this week. They're not that type of team. All right. Well, we'll find out. Uh, Jed and Johnny Nansen were both asked about Gunnar Maldonado. I, I believe you asked Jed, and he was slightly mad I at you. I asked Jed and Lev asked Nansen. What does your gut tell you about his playing time this game coming up? I love everyone, Shelby. Except? No, I love everyone. But I'm also able to see where weak links are and analytics In that we personnel. have access to that substantiate what I'm seeing. And I think Gunner is an example of that, where sometimes coaches see things that your average person does not see. 
and that is why they play a certain kid. Sometimes the average person can see what's right in front of them. The analytics substantiate that, and the coaches still play that kid for whatever reason. Personality. Gunnar Maldonado is that guy. I'm sure he plays hard. I know he plays hard. He puts in a lot of effort. Um, I'm sure he's a great kid, right? But right now, this season, he has not been good enough. And Fish kind of gave a a coach-speak answer. Wishy-washy. You know, uh, oh, we do this, and this is what we ask for him. And Gunnar, I felt, like, look, no one expects a coach to to bury a guy, right? Like, we know that they're not burying a guy. But Nansen was asked if there's going to be any, and I'm just going to read the quote. Nansen was asked if there's going to be any changes at the free safety Gunnar spot. And this is his quote, and you can tell me if, you know, what you think of it, Shelby. The best guys and the guys that are ready to play this week are guys who are going to start. I trust all those kids back there. They're capable. IT came in and played really well. When you look at what we did in the first half, not having Gunner and not having Stooks, the back end held up. Hmm. That, to me, is in a Gunner is our starter, right? That is, we're going to look at the film, and we're going to go from there. Now... How can you look at the I film? I still believe. You are a professional <laughs> coach, sir. Like, literally. Uh, Shelby, uh, Gunnar Maldonado is that guy in the mess. Again, I'm sure he's a great kid. This isn't personal. Um, sometimes players and their families, whatever, think this, it's not a personal thing. Uh, you just watch and you say, okay, it's weird. Like, it's weird. Let's just describe it that way. My gut tells me that he gets a little less snaps this weekend. And I think based on the way they run and the threat with the offense and all that that UTEP presents, that we see Genesis Smith play more snaps than usual. Now, with the caveat that if Dalton Johnson isn't healthy enough to get his full number of snaps, that's going to lead to Gunner getting more snaps than probably people want. Um, I bet you Gunner plays well just because UTEP doesn't stretch the field a ton. They do have some fast wide receivers. We'll get to that later in the week, but... Um, I actually, I, I think Genesis plays more this weekend. I think you have to give him a look, and this is the type of game where you give him a look and you don't worry about him. You know, I said I, I, he only played two snaps against Mississippi State. You would have liked to see him play more, but at the same time, you kind of understand that environment, true freshman, all that. Um, different look offense, but I think this is the week where you kind of say to yourself, you know what, Genesis, we're going to get you more, and, you know, go from there. But... I still, I mean, Gunner. Look, Gunner's still gonna always get thirty snaps a game. Yeah, and when he makes devastating mistakes, we're all just gonna pretend that we're okay with it. I mean, you're not. I'm not. Jason basically lives with the message board at home all the time because I'll walk around and just say things like that. Um, Except I can't mute you. That's <laughs> true. Because I want. True. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to mute you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, Nansen and Fish both said that Martel Irby did not play the second half because of performance. So they actually do understand that. Um, does that surprise you? Yeah, no, none of us get this. Us being reporters, um, <laughs> Lev asked it, David Kelly asked it, we discussed it. Uh, it's weird because like PFF, for instance, keep changing their grades and Martel Irby grades out as one of the best players in the entire game. <laughs> like he looked really good. Um, now, to the coaching staff's credit, they put in Warnell. 
and uh, and Warnell looked awesome. And the insinuation was, I mean, look, Irby had six tackles, one for loss, and forced the fumble. But he actually did not play on the final seven defensive drives. Think about that. Um, Nansen and Fish insinuated that he wasn't in the right place multiple times. Because they said when they asked about Irby, they said, everybody's got to know their assignments to stay on the field and be able to execute. We felt that second half we made some adjustments with some of our calls and DJ was able to execute them. So the insinuation is that Irby basically got lost in coverage, is my guess. Uh, that surprises me quite a bit based on what I saw. But again, like it goes back to what I said with Gunner. Um, it's probably different, but uh, the coaches sometimes see things that we don't. Like maybe Irby made the play, but he made the play in the wrong place. Like he was still in the wrong place and he just happened to make the play. Where against a team that saw it differently, they would have taken advantage of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. We'll see this weekend. But that, to me, was was pretty weird to see him benched, basically, when he clearly had one of the best defensive plays of the game and, and played well. But again, credit to Warnell, because Warnell came on there and there, there was no drop-off whatsoever. Interesting. All the intrigues of an institutionalized system. Wow. Anyway. Uh, sorry, I had a day today. Uh, Fish and Carol were strong in their confidence in Senor Jaden Delora. Is that legit or is it all coach speak? No, it's legit. I said this after the game. I, I'll say it again today. I'll probably say it again this weekend. Jaden Delora is the starting quarterback. It would have to take a monumental failure. And I don't know if they're backing him. I will say this. I don't know if they're coach speak or backing him up with the interceptions because Carroll said the same thing that Fish did, which is basically when they watched the film, there's really only one pick they directly attributed it to him. And that was there was a throw at the middle he shouldn't have made. One of them, T-Mac didn't motion enough. There was some confusion there. Another play, they just felt, I think it was Sean Preston, just made a the safety, made a nice play. Another one bounces off a guy's chest. And happens to land in a Mississippi State player's hands. Yeah, it's just a fluke. Right. And, and so it, it sounds like there's really only one they attribute to Jaden. And they look at the second half and say, look, there's no other quarterback on our roster that could throw for 300 yards in the second half against a team like Mississippi State. Um, it kind of just is what it is. He's going to have games like this, and he's going to have awesome games. But uh, I absolutely do not believe it is coach speak. I believe that they are, are firm believers in the ability of Jaden Delora and what he can do at quarterback for Arizona. It's just that Arizona gypsy curse. That's all, you know, that's <laughs> kind curse. of what, how I attribute it. All these wonky games that Arizona winds up in, um, you know, and never having like luck go on their side. Apparently someone along the line really pissed off a gypsy. So we'll see. Um, that's it for now. We will have, Another podcast that we yeah, drop, a preview podcast, will be... Well, Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, we're dropping the, the Prizzy. The Prizzy. The Prizzy View. Wow. The Prizzy View. I just want to say something also. We got our email for credentials for Stanford. We and did. And I was like, you know what? I'm considering going to Stanford. I've never been there. Well, no, I've been there years ago. I'm going to go to Stanford. Do you know why I'm not going to Stanford? Because hmm. the little one. Brielle, we're going to WWE SmackDown, baby. That's right. We are going to go see SmackDown in Phoenix right. being taped. Uh, our 10-year-old's a huge fan because she got it from her dad. 
I might have been converted at some point she along got the it way. From her mama. So we are are gonna go see our buds. But whatever. Anyway. What you tap whatever. First. You tap first, Shelby. Miners. The miners first. Okay, we'll do that. Love you. Love you. Bear I down. I don't know why we just said love you. We're sitting next to each other. We're not saying goodbye. Shelby's yelling at me to do something. Never mind. Bear down. Bear down. Shelby and I have a bet this week. Uh, if UTEP wins, she has to move to El Paso. Nope. Not happening. Never. She loves El Paso. No. You love El Paso. It's literally, it's a toss-up between what is worse. And don't come at me. I don't oh, care if you're from pull. here. Oh, this is a good pull. No, this is a good pull. Albuquerque. Yuma? Oh, sh- no, Albuquerque's nice. No, it's not. Well, this is like a big ending now, Shell. Yuma, Albuquerque, and El Paso. Which one is worse? Oh, I think Yuma. Yuma or El Paso. Okay. I think Yuma. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.